Welcome to the Horgasm Podcast, the show where the serial killer isn't coming for you, you're coming for them. I'm Nick, and this is my co-host, Allie. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us, wherever you are. Yeah, hopefully you're somewhere warm, because here in the prairies, it's getting pretty freaking cold. It was a cold one this morning. <sighs> it's like you always think it's going to happen, but you're never sure when. Ugh. Like, it's just, and then all of a sudden, it's just, like, cold. Yeah. Like, cold, cold. And then, I'll, like, I feel like just last week, we were, like, raking leaves, and now, well, we were. Last week, we were raking leaves, and now we're shoveling our sidewalk. That's yeah. how fast it happens. It's Mother Nature's like, what was that? Two feet of snow? Blech. And And knowing our province, it'll be uh, melting away, and it'll get a huge dump then a week or two later. Absolutely. That's how it goes. That's always how it is. <laughs> God forbid we just, you know, enjoy a season before the other season, like, I feel like, like, the prairies are, like, you have, like, spring, summer, fall, winter, yeah. and just like that, like, it's, like, itty bitty spring yeah, and this fall. Is a, this is a short fall this year. Yes! I feel yeah. like it just happened. Yeah. It was a longer fall than we had before. Sometimes, though, I feel like it's worse, almost, when it goes from, like, spring to summer. Like, winter to summer, basically. Because spring is like, okay, let's just have some, enjoy some flash flooding. And, uh, <laughs> and take your winter tires off. And that's it. It's yeah, weird. like, it, it's, every year's different. Like, yeah. we either have snow in April still, or it's bright and sunny. Yeah, absolutely. And warm, and no snow. It's weird. It's weird, yeah. I wish it would just, you know, when we, they talk about the four seasons, you think, like, you'll actually get four seasons. But we don't. <laughs> no, we get like we do get four, but not like equally. I think we get life. like two and two halves. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fair. Oh, weather, such a thing, such yeah. a thing to talk about. <laughs> For a horror podcast, it's the best thing to talk about. Right? It's scary at times. Like, like I've never been. I, I've seen tornadoes. Never been in one. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have hurricanes, thankfully. We don't have yeah. monsoons. We don't have flooding. We don't have tidal waves. Yeah. We're kind of lucky that we're, we're repping that landlocked province. Yeah. What, what? But yeah, it's rain, rain and snow. Yeah. All tornadoes. Tornadoes. Yeah. That's we get those. the worst. But not very often. Nope. Well, no. They're, well, they're around. You know, they're just, you know, like category five. Or yeah, there exactly. There was that one Regina in the 80s, which yeah. just devastated that city. But mm-hmm. I think that was the worst one we've had ever. Yeah. Other than that, I think we're pretty good. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> well, I guess we should get into some chalking chop. I think so. Yeah, and uh, we watched, uh, we obviously mentioned last week that we were going to be watching uh, The Shining this week, which is a Stephen King, based off a Stephen King novel. One of many. One of very many. So we thought we'd do some Stephen King topics for yeah. talking chop today. Sounds good. Woohoo. So um, why don't you talk about the first one? Because it was your idea. Your good idea. So I brought up. Which ones are scarier, the novels or the movies? Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a few. Like, there's, uh, we just watched The Shining. Right. There's uh, Salem's Lot. We, I haven't seen that. I think I saw that on TV a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Dreamcatcher. Mm-hmm. There's It, the old Obviously, version. Yeah. We saw those. Um, what do you think? Like, have you read any of the Stephen King novels? Not a one. I'm currently working on it. Yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. I have read a few, not many. I read Dreamcatcher. Yeah. Uh, that was a really good one. 
I'm okay. Which one is that about? That's with the aliens and hmm. like the uh, not contagion, but like okay. uh, like um, it's how they kind of spread. They spread through like this red, this red, these red uh, like rash on animals. Oh, and there's these uh, guys who were they're all like buddy buddies. It's it's very like he has most of the same characters, not name wise, but just character wise. Like comparing uh, like it and Dreamcatcher, it's almost the same characters, sure. except for the the woman in it. Right. Um, you got the the wisecracking guy. He's always swearing. You got the the leader. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think oh, I'm not sure which now I like better. Okay. The the movie is so good. Okay. And they, they, that one kind of creeped me out. Um, but he has a very different, he has a different takes of a lot of movies. Right. And, and books. Um, some are more um, mental and methodical. Mm-hmm. Uh, others are more visual and physically, you know, like, uh, phys- not physically, but mm-hmm. uh, like scary graphic-wise. Okay. Uh, like It. I think It is more of a, a it scares you by, by visuals. Sure. Uh, whereas The Shining is more of a, a mental scare. Right. I I typically um just, well, like, I do read a lot. So I find, um, I don't read a lot of horror movies, though. I haven't read many um, in the past few years. But um, I used to read them, like, some YA novels that were kind of scary. And I always think that they're scarier than um, movies. And the reason for me is because, Ooh, I'm just going to pull my headphones out quick. <laughs> the reason for me is because um, I have a crazy imagination, like a nutso imagination. And so when I imagine it, it's like 10 times worse than what it is in the movie. I used to be like that. I, okay. I, I still am to a point. But I also can now, being an adult, I can now say, oh, this is, this is fake. Okay. I, can, I can tell them I can, I can differentiate between reality and mm-hmm. fantasy, mm. thankfully. <laughs> um, as a kid, I had a tough time. I was, I, I'd scare myself reading like scary comic books or something sure. like that. I would get, you know, scared. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Like there's only a, f- I haven't read many horror books. Uh, one of the better ones I've read was not a Stephen King. It was, uh, the, uh, movie adaptation. I can't speak. Adaption. <laughs> yeah. Uh, movie adaption of, um, the, Lords of Salem. Oh. It's uh, uh, one of Rob Zombie's movies. Sure, made. sure, yeah. It's about witches. It's a yeah. great book. The, that's a very creepy, uh, unnerving book, mm. I think. I thought it was a great... The movie's pretty good, too. Okay. I, I prefer the book yeah. over that. But, um, yeah, for Stephen, it's, it's tough. It depends on the book. Sure. And movie itself. Yeah. Um, like, it is such a long book. Yeah, I've it's seen you. A, You've brought it up a couple times, and when I see it, I'm like, oof. Like, I really want to read it, but oof, that's like Lord of the Rings size. Yes. That's like yes. last Harry Potter size. <laughs> I love those Harry Potter books. Those, I can, those are easy to read. Mm-hmm. I find it's a tough read. Okay. It's a tough read. I know Lord of the Rings is a very hard read. Oh. Um, <sighs> that was a rough one. I, I struggled through that <laughs> one. I think I, I did it twice. I don't know why. I know. I got, I got a bit of a Stephen King collection. Nothing huge, but sure. I have like some of his smaller stories kind of put into a novel um, okay like uh, okay like, like i talked to you about earlier the running man oh it's yeah. originally uh, stephen king so like you're book. talking like the running man like the arnold schwarzenegger yes. really they took they took the book and they kind of said all right let's take just the very roughest idea uh-huh and just go way off 
yeah. a different direction. Um, the book is more of a oh, it's it's less of a TV show. It's not a TV show at all. Oh, it's, it's, it's still a game. So is it still like a dystopian future a bit, kind of yeah, thing? A bit. But the like the movie has you know basically he's a military guy. He gets right. They they tell him to go shoot at these civilians. He's like nope. And he gets thrown into the uh, the game, mm-hmm. the Running Man. Yeah. Whereas I think the novel, and it's been a while since I've read this one too. Mm. I just watched the movie like last month. Oh, just. Really? oh yeah, it's, good. it's a good movie. I own, but it's more it's, it's much different than the book. The book okay. is more um, yeah, it's a, it's a game, but it's like there's no TV cameras. It's basically it's the whole world. It's like all North America is the, oh. is the playground, and mm. like the movie is just like this little set. Yeah, it has to go through stage. It's like a contained stage. sort of yeah. Yeah. And um, and the the main character he uh, he still he is kind of um, oh well he's like I don't know like a scapegoat almost really because well that's kind of like what the movie is but uh, he, uh, he he's um, just blamed for something he didn't do yeah he gets blamed he's blamed for something that wasn't him mm-hmm. and uh, like the movie he he brings that uh, one girl with him but she gets kind of thrown in with him. Okay. Uh, where in, in the book, uh, he basically kind of takes her hostage. Oh. And he uses her as a hostage um, to kind of make sure they don't just shoot her all night. Mm. And uh, he's trying to I think to he kind of does that in the beginning of the movie, but not for long. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and it, it, he's, he, like, she doesn't sure if he's real, like, if he's on the truth or not. Hmm. Whereas, you know, we know, you know, he didn't do it, but right. everyone thinks he did. Hmm. And he's kind of like, she, he keeps her for, like, just insurance that... They don't just shoot him. Like right. for a couple of chapters, he's like just in a car. He's shot once, and he's like you know bleeding out in the car. Ugh. And she's like, "Let me out." He's like, "Well, no. If you let you out, I die. Yeah, I keep you in here. I have fifty-fifty chance of getting shot and killed. It, it, it depends how bad they want me dead. If they want yeah. me dead, you're dead too. But Ooh. then they're also on the hook for killing you. Right. So collateral it, damage. Exactly. It's it's a much different just another story. Oh, it is too. That's right. <laughs> I, I have a thing with Arnold movies. Like Arnold a thing. Movies. Like it's a problem almost. Never. There's like no- it's, it's, but that's honestly, it's, I'm going to throw it back to horror. That's the same reason I like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Because it's so cheesy and it doesn't take <laughs> itself too seriously. It it's doesn't. such an easy watch, you know, yeah. like you can just throw it on and kind of half pay attention even. And you know what's going on. Just like, oh, Arnold puns. Yeah. And <laughs> I that's, love them. that's like Nightmare on Elm Street. You got the Freddy puns. That's exactly it. Um, not so much in Friday the 13th because Jason doesn't talk. Right. But um, some of the uh, other some of the victims throw mm-hmm. in some good jokes. Yeah. I um, I actually watched um, that Crystal Lake Memories, that six-hour documentary. I want to see it. <laughs> it was really good. But um, I felt kind of bad. Because they're talking about how serious they were making it and like how intense the process was and how grueling it was for these actors. And I'm just like, man, I just sit there and make fun of them the whole time. And they're like so <laughs> serious about it. But they like for real thought that, I mean, at the time it was scary. Oh yeah, for like, sure. horrifyingly scary. It totally was. It was really bad. Like it was really, um, it, it defined the horror genre for Yes. Long. Friday the 13th did, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street did, yes. uh, Halloween Texas Chainsaw. did, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That mm-hmm. was a very tough one because they took a real story 
they yeah. went through the whole Hollywood spin on it. Yeah. But it was such a visually graphic movie that it has been done for like a while or ever. Yes. And released it. Mm-hmm. And I I think some it had a lot of I'll say difficulty sure. being released, but the the people who were, you know, distributing it were like, This is too violent, you know, saying so you gotta cut this out and this out. Like, well, we'll change yes. the bit. Yeah. And when when it came to theaters, people were freaking out. Mm-hmm. They, they were I think visually you know, sick. Kind of like Exorcist. I think yes. people were getting sick in the theater from watching that movie. Oh, such a good movie. And you don't, you don't, we don't get that anymore. No. There's no, uh, people went and watched um, a movie and they had to leave and get sick. There's been a few, but it's the, it's none of the main ones like that are in main theaters. It's like the Toronto Film Festival, weird international films, kind of like the indie films that get really graphic. Because I, I read about them every once in a while that people get sick and leave theaters. I think the Green Inferno may have been the last one to have that effect. Interesting. Um, that's the whole, the, the cannibal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know the other one, which wasn't really the content itself as the film style was um, Cloverfield. It was oh. just the uh, the shaky cam. I was going to say, don't say the word shaky cam. Talk shaky cam last week. I, I can't know. do it again. It's my mortal enemy. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's I know people were you'll get dizzy and they're getting sick because yes. they couldn't take the, the the sway of the camera. It was the same with that uh, first person movie that came out, Hardcore Henry, Hardcore yes. Henry, yeah, Hun- Henry, yeah. yeah. It was um because I watched it and I was like, oh, this is a good movie, and I love that movie. It was I think the reason I liked it so much was because it was so different. But then my partner watched it and he had a lot of trouble. Because he was like, oh, how can you watch that? Like, it's it's so hard to, like, just the POV is different. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's just, I don't know. They kind different. of tried that with Dune. They threw yes. in that first person yes. scene, which was similar to that the game. That was cool. I was going to say, I think they did that as a throwback to the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sadly, they chose uh, Doom 3 as the, uh, the, the plot, which <laughs> uh, it wasn't as good. It could have been a lot better. Had the Rock and um, oh, what's his name? He played. Uh, he was Judge Dredd in yeah. the movie Dredd. Uh, Carl Urban, that's his name. Um, he uh, he was in there too, and I love Carl Urban. Wasn't the Rock in it? Yep. Yeah. The Rock and Carl Urban. This is like his, I think, third, third or fourth movie by that time. Like he wasn't. He was in the Scorpion King, I think, was one of his first movies. Yes, like he had the he had the cameo. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, he was. It's horrible. Yeah, he was a the cameo in Mummy Three. Two. Two. Yeah, number two. He was a Scorpion King in Mummy Two, and he got such a big reaction that let's make a movie of the Scorpion King and throw the rock in. And yeah. It, it, it was okay. good. It did okay. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, you know, I really liked Scorpion. It's a good. I know. I think and, um, The Rock is the same thing as um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I just have an affinity for him. I can't help it. I'm still waiting for uh, the Rundown sequel. I right? loved the Rundown. That was one of my favorite. That's the one with uh, Sean something Scott. What's his name? The creepy yeah, guy yes. from American Pie. Stif- Stifler. Stifler. Yeah, I forget his name. Sean yeah. Sean Scott. Yeah, something like that. It's something like that. Yeah, he's um, but he's uh. Yeah, he was in it. He's good as comic relief. I like him. Very good. Yeah. So, um, 
Nick, do you think we should get into the shining? I think we're ready for the shining. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's get talking about The Shining. One Let's of get into it. Stanley Kubrick's, uh, one of his masterpieces. Yeah, 1980 movie. Um, feels kind of, I mean, obviously it feels very 1980. We were talking about during it, kind of some of the sexism and racism that is prevalent throughout the movie is kind of, but I think, like, we'll talk about it more, but you said it's used very thoughtfully. There's a reason why it happens. Yeah. Yeah, which is, um, but it just ages movies, just because I think in 2019 you're not going to get a movie like that anymore, so it does age the movie a little bit, but uh, it was good. I think this is our my favorite movie we've watched, other than Rocky Horror Picture Show. Really? Sorry, sorry, Tim Curry. Yeah. So I, <laughs> it's not for me. Would I lie to you? Yes. <laughs> yes, you would. You know, and this is not one of my favorite horror movies, because there's Fun. not much horror element. It didn't scare me. Okay. I didn't get scared. I didn't feel uncomfortable. Huh. Um, by going back to our old horror um, uh, description of the word and what yeah. horror movie is, yeah. there's not a lot of horror with this. It's a, lot, it's a very mental... It's very uh, thrilling. Thrilling. A bit. Psychological yes, thriller, I think is what it's categorized as. I would call this a major psychological thriller. Okay. But it just, it's so slow. It plods along. Really? To me. To me, you know, as in my opinion. It's not what it's not like we get to the race, it's gonna have a lower rating, I think. Mm. But it just it's it was they could have cut a lot out. Sure. And shortened it up. Okay. It was a little long. Yeah. It, 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 didn't, it didn't feel long to me. But it felt a little long to me. I think just um I think because we're the, the exactly what you mean. We're used to, you know, Slash tastics where people are dying and you know stuff is happening and things are burning and whatever. Um, there's only one death in this that we really see. Yep. There's a few gory scenes, but there's only one death. But um, I liked it. I think the reason I liked it, obviously, there's like the supernatural elements to it yep. with the um, Overlook Hotel or whatever being haunted. But I think it's that very real fear of, like, that somebody could do this to you, basically. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, your partner could, you know, supernatural or not, attack you with an axe or a knife or something. And I think, like, um, uh, uh, Shelley Duvall, I think is her name, who plays Wendy, she was so good at conveying that absolute horror. Yes. You know, of like, yeah, like, like I, my favorite part of the whole movie was the stairs scene. And I was kind of making fun of it because yeah. Jack Nicholson does some funny hand motions and stuff. But that was terrifying. It was, it, it creeped I, me out. I went to, the, the, that scene wasn't scary as was other parts in the movie. Okay. Um, going to the actors, like, it's a very small cast. Like, we right. got um, Jack, played by Jack Nicholson. Wendy, played by Shelley Duvall, and yeah. Danny, played by uh, Danny Lloyd, the young right. boy. And also we have um, uh, Dick, uh, what's his last name? It's like Horval or yeah. something. Yeah. Dick uh, Heron, Heronhold. Something. something. Yeah. Played by uh, Scatman. Oh, first, first name is Scatman. That yeah, is, that I stopped there. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> but uh, the actors made this movie work. Sure. Again, like uh, Jack Nicholson did a great job. He was... Amazing. His facials were incredible. Oh, 
Same yeah. with, you know, you know what, Danny Lloyd, the young boy. Yes. His facials were incredible at times, like his looks of absolute fear and terror when he's having his little psychic visions. Yeah, that was good. I didn't really like him very much, the rest of it. He didn't have, like, as big of a part as I'm sure that they it had to be on purpose. There was hardly any, any um, lines in this movie. Like, yes. It was a very limited, um, like, speaking. Yes. I liked him more when he was, like, whatever, possessed or taken over by Tony. Yeah. I thought those parts were better, but just, like... That, that had a good little bit of creepiness yes. to the character. But I, his, like, being a child actor, I think we've just seen really good child actors, the few we've been watching, and I think how he kind of deadpanned some of his lines, Yeah. it just didn't hit for me, especially when he was in scenes with Jack Nicholson. I think it really showed, um, kind of, like, it's hard to probably be in a scene with Jack Nicholson and not get overact acted. Yeah. yeah. But he's, it's just he's, like he's a pro's pro. That's exactly it. I think um when he's like sitting on the bed and they're having their little heart to heart about like, would you ever kill me and mommy? And I was just like I was just like, Ugh, it's kinda like I don't know, like it was just weird. I just like he was fine. He was good for whatever the part. I just I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't perfect. But I mean you can't and I'm sh he's praised for his role in this, and I think he did good. I, just... I agree. I agree. Like he's got the look. Like his his facials are just awesome. Yeah, and, and he does he can... do good in parts. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, like his so, creepy looks are like blah. Yeah. Yeah. So where did you first hear about this movie? Uh, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things that's always kind of been around. <laughs> like yeah, I was I, um, yeah. I was born kind of you know a minute or two after 1980. So I, um, it's kind of always been there. I always knew that here's Johnny thing. I always knew the, the, you know, she's standing in the bathtub with the knife. I've heard, seen the two little English girls saying, you know, like, come play with us. Like yeah. you've kind of seen all the images, but I didn't actually know what the movie was about. Like when huh. we, first, when we first started and the beginning of the movie is Jack Nicholson goes for an interview and, uh, He's like, oh, yeah, and, you know, your wife. And I was like, wait, he's married to that woman? He attacks in the bathroom? Like, and then I'm, I was like, okay, now I'm in. I'm invested. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I just kind of, you know, it's one of those things that you've, now nowadays you see memes for, like, the at the very end when he's frozen. I've seen that meme all over. I didn't know it was from The Shining. It's, it's been parodied by yes. over like, The Simpsons did right? a great uh, Treehouse of Horror version of this. Yeah. Um. Uh, I was joking about South Park did a spoof of this with when uh, Randy buys a blockbuster. Yeah, and he's chasing Stan, and it's and yes. it's the same way. It's yeah, it's it's a, it's one of the most iconic movies For sure. out there. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, is it one of the best iconic movies? No. Okay. Um, it it's just a slower movie. Yes, there's it not, is. There's For not sure. a lot to it besides ghosts, ghost hotel, right, and um. Making basically crab driving the uh, the husband crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's... And how did you hear about it? Because it was it came out a couple of years before you were born too. It was just one of those kind of like you. Like it's, right. it's, it's always kind of been in. Yeah. The know, like you know, the shining. What's that about? Oh, some guy kills his or go tries to kill his family in a hotel. Oh. Yeah. And that's basically the plot of the movie. Right. Now, all the things you know that lead up to it. You have to watch the movie to find out. Right. Because um, I, I haven't seen this movie 
start to end yet. Yeah. Until now. Right. I've always caught on TV basically when it's in the last final act when sure. um, things are going tops turvy, you know, shit shit's going crazy mm-hmm. and Jack's trying to kill. Yeah. Um, I never saw the beginning. I didn't know about the whole interview part. I thought it starts off right when he and his wife and son are at the hotel going to take over. Okay. I did not know that he does an interview. I I didn't. I didn't know That's that like the so first like forty five minutes of the movie basically, yeah, right? It's just, it's just like interview drive there, walk around the hotel. Yeah. We're introduced to every room. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is kind of already kind of started the uh, review of it. Yeah. That's basically the first little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, the interview, uh, you, you kind of get a little bit of a uh, background with the characters of uh, Danny and has a little invisible friend named Tony, Tony. Who, who lives in his mouth and hides in his stomach. Yeah, and talks with his finger. Which is cool. He's got a very kind of creepy voice. Oof, that gravelly like, voice he does is yeah. really creepy. It's like, yeah, Danny's just a cute little voice, and Tony's like this gravelly, like, I don't even know. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I and, like it. And uh, they, they take a trip up there to you know, check it out, go through all the rooms, like you're saying. Um, uh, Dick Hallahan. I forget this name. I really I wrote it down somewhere. Holleran. Holleran, yeah. I just yeah, looked. Dick yep. Holleran. He has the same gift as um, as Danny. Yeah. Because Danny's more of a psychic. He can see things past and present. He mm-hmm. has he has what's, what Dick calls the shining. Yeah. Because Dick and his grandma, he, they're having a talk. Danny and uh, Dick are having a chat about ice cream. Yeah. Over ice cream. And uh, he kind of, you know, he's questioning about, you know, so you have the same thing I have. And Danny doesn't want to talk about it. And he's like, well, me and my grandma would have we would have long conversations without even moving our mouths. Mm-hmm. And uh, she called The Shining, and some people shine, some people don't. And uh, Danny kind of talks about Tony, and Tony seems to know what's going on. Tony yeah. seems to be like his, the source of Danny's um, psychic power. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of a little twist of the character, but... Uh, yeah, but it's a nice way to introduce um, kind of, like, what's happening to Danny, because we have a quick flash, like, in the scene before, where he just kind of, like, starts to shake, and his eyes go wide, and this is the first time we see, like, those evil twins, the elevator with blood, like, that kind of stuff, and you're yes. kind of like, what the heck happened? And then when they explain this, it's a nice way to get the exposition, um, while not, like, breaking that, you know, fourth wall or making it boring. It's interesting. I liked how they did that. He explains how Tony shows him these things, yes. but he doesn't remember it all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he has a little episode before they go to the hotel, and this doctor who's making a house call, which never happens nowadays. Yes. Uh, like, checks really? him out and uh, says, oh, it's his normal. Kids fall down and have little forgetful episodes all the time. Yeah, and, and she's they... like, oh, it's probably just emotional or something. Yes. And uh, we kind of learn that uh, his dad, Jack, was... He dislocated his arm one day by, kind of by accident, he was, I guess Danny was making a mess of uh, Jack's papers, mm-hmm. and uh, he got a little mad, and pulled a little too hard on his arm to lift him up, and dislocated his arm. Yeah. And I guess, I think he was drinking too. Yes. It's, and, yeah, uh, hinted at later that he'd been drinking. Yeah, and uh, Wendy kind of gave him an ultimatum, if you ever drink again, uh, you're done. And yeah. he's like, okay, nope, that's fine. Yeah. So... That's a good little backstory and yeah. explains a bit to the ter- the characters, right? Uh, but there's obviously some tension between um, Jack and Wendy, I think. And yeah. I mean, their marriage obviously isn't perfect. 
No. By any now, means. Jack was like a teacher and he quit to become a writer. And yes. she's kind of just a stay-at-home mom. Right. And uh, also during a little chat with uh, Danny and uh, and Dick, he uh, tells him, well, Danny asks him, What's, why are you so scared about room 237? Yes. And he's like, well, I'm not scared. Like, well, yeah, you are. Why Why should I not go in there? Uh, and again, it doesn't explain why. Yes. He says, don't go in there. There's yeah. Bad room. Stay yeah. Out. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of just the, the kind of first act. And uh, we yeah. get to a month later. A month later. <laughs> a month later. Um, yeah, we um, there's lots of scenes in this where there's kind of like in between with Danny on his big wheel. And um, we kind of see, uh, you know, Wendy making food and Jack um, just uh, trying to write. To trying you. to write. And you got me a big deal. I'm going to go after go my novel. I'm book. Okay, okay. What does Jack do? He's bouncing a ball off the walls and everything. And I'm like, that's, that's how I would write a book. I read that uh, Jack Nicholson actually made that up because they were like, the script just said Jack isn't writing. So he was like, well, what would I do if I wasn't writing? And he just started doing that. <laughs> that's awesome. I was like, yeah. I miss those days when you'd play that like Pepsi ball game off the wall. Yeah. We also find out uh, there's a big storm coming in while yes. Wendy's making lunch or dinner or something opening a can of mixed fruit <laughs> yeah a big can that's a huge it's a huge can. can of fruit cocktail yeah and uh danny's you know he's zipping around the hotel in his little big wheel tricycle yes and where does he come to room 237 mm-hmm. and uh he of course stupid little inquisitive boy we're telling him don't don't get off that bike don't go to that door yep don't touch the doorknob of course touch the doorknob and he sees the two girls. Yep. And he sees them dead and, you know, just all chopped up. And mm -hmm. he's like, oh, that's not good. Hops on his bike and keeps <laughs> keeps going. Just keeps going. And this is, um, throughout these parts, they um, sprinkle in. There's one main part is the first time that Jack gets really mad at Wendy. Yeah. And he's like, like, he's just pissed that he, she keeps interrupting him. And all she's doing is like, hey, you know, do you want to come for supper? And he's like, no, like, I'm writing. She's like, well, okay, well, I'll just bring you sandwiches later. And he just, like, flips and loses it on her. Yeah. And, like, I put down, actually, says lots of fucks. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, and he gets these, like, crazy eyes. Like, Jack Nicholson gets these crazy eyes. He's, he has one of the best crazy eyes. Right? Out there in the business. Oh, it's like his, his eyebrows and the shape of his face and everything. It's so sinister. Yep. Yeah. That's why he was so good as a Joker. Oh, he was. Can we good. just say it? He's almost it's perfect amazing. as a Joker. <laughs> but yeah, he basically tells her when I'm typing, when you hear this tick tick clack of my typewriter, yes, you leave me alone. Yes, you don't bother me. You don't talk to me because then I lose concentration. I have to refine my concentration and my train of thought, and that takes hours. Yes. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, and just, like, just ripped at her, and she's kind of like, oh, okay, okay. You know, trying to be, because this is the first time he snaps on her, and we kind of see that break. Yeah. I think. And it was, yeah, uncalled for. Very kind rude. Of, kind of a dick move by How Jack rude. there. <laughs> oh, boy. And so, yeah, so... It's cool how it goes to different um, different days. Like, you go a month later, Saturday, Tuesday. We're on Saturday, and... Uh, Snow's coming down. Wendy and Danny are playing out in the snow. Mm -hmm. and Also, when it was uh, nicer out, 
Danny and Wendy also went through the maze. There's a yeah. big hedge maze. Yeah. In like the front of the... Yeah, it's in, in the, the front. front. So that's, that's another big plot point we'll come to later on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so snowy out, Danny Wendy playing around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Jack's staring at him. Yeah. Being creepy. And uh, when he goes back to Wendy, she's trying to uh, use the switchboard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah She's yeah. trying to use the phone. There's not, nothing really working. So she calls the uh, rangers through the radio. And uh, she asks, well, what's what's going on? You know, was, are the phones not working? Like, no, no. Mm-hmm. If they're down, they're down. And don't expect them to be fixed until spring. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And their best advice cool. is leave your radio on just in case. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we flip to Monday, I think. Yeah, we flip to Monday. And um, we just see uh, Wendy and Danny watching a movie, hanging out together. He's talking about Tony again and stuff, being a creepy little kid. And then there's um, a scene where Danny actually visits Jack. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Jack is looking real creepy, and this is when I... um, mentioned before that he like he just wants Danny to have a good time enjoy living at the hotel and he said you know I want to stay here forever and ever and ever yeah and that, that's what the girl said to uh to old Danny there earlier. yes yeah and it's and Danny's kind of like ooh, and then he just like deadpan asks Jack he's like like daddy you wouldn't hurt me or mommy would you and he's like, why would you say that? Did your mom say that? Did your mom say I would do that? He's like, no, no, dad, no. It's like, because of his shining, I think he's seen stuff. Yeah. He's seen things. He he almost has like a premonition that These something bad is going to happen. And it's, it's, it's happened before. It's probably going to happen again. Right. Yeah. And then we flip right to Wednesday. And this is when uh, Danny's on his big wheel again, and uh, room 237's open. Yeah, he's... That you know, door he's, is open. He's just kind of playing with some cars. Yeah. And uh, a ball rolls up to him. Yes, like, he's playing heck? with cars. What's this, what's this ball doing here? Mm-hmm. He's like, Mom? Mom? And he walks over down the hall, and sure enough, 237, door is open. Yeah. So open with the key. Mm-hmm. And uh, Danny kind of wanders in. Just wanders on in. And then we... Um, we don't really see what happens yet, and no. we then we see Wendy in the basement. Yeah, she's, she's she's doing all the, the caretaker. Yeah, all the work. Because they're here. We don't think we said yet. They're here doing caretaker job. They're, yes. They're watching the hotel during the winter months. Yeah. Because no one's no one's gonna stay there. Yeah. And it's funny because she's doing all the work through all this whole thing. Jack's the one who's got the job, and she's there doing all the work. And, and he's, he's just writing and being mean to her. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, she hears some kind of hollering, and yep. she goes and investigates, and Jack's laying, kind of sleeping at the table, having a bad nightmare. Yes. Talking to sleep, kind of yelling, screaming, and she wakes him up, and he starts, you know, kind of sobbing, saying, I had the most terrible dream ever. It was a nightmare. I jumped, I killed you guys. I chopped you up into pieces. It was, I, I couldn't do that. And uh, Danny kind of strolls in, and as when he's kind of comforting Jack, and mm-hmm. she's like, Jack. What's Jack doing here? I'll get rid of him. And you can he turns his neck, you see like a big bruise on his neck. Yeah, and Danny, and he's sucking his thumb. Yeah, like he hadn't had a good time. No. And instantly she accuses Jack. Yeah, like you I, did this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh come on now, Wendy, you're jumping <laughs> to conclusions. <sighs> but no, I think because of the previous little injury that Danny got from his dad. Yes. Uh, she just instantly throws Jack on the bus saying, you did it again. How could you? You said you wouldn't ever again. Mm-hmm. 
And that kind of affects Jack. Jack doesn't like that. Yes. He, you know, he didn't do it, and he feels a bit of uh, kind of blindsided by this. So he's kind of walking through the halls, unhappy, kind of punching the air, trying to just cope with his anger, yeah. and he wanders into the uh, the ballroom. Yeah, the gold room. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, this, this bartender there just waiting for him, and he hops up to the counter and asks for some bourbon. Heck yes. He's breaking the his says three year his three year um no, five five months on, five months yeah on the you're wagon. right yes and uh, yeah then we find out this this guy bartender name's Lloyd good old Lloyd yeah and he's, I'm on a Lloyd I can go for a Lloyd right right now. I can do with but a glass of wine <laughs> some nice spiced rum right on the rocks yeah but no he's kind of giving him Jackson some not the best advice kind of yeah. telling him. What he doesn't need to hear right now. Yeah, they're talk. They just talk about um life and his sobriety, and it's like, oh, you know. Yeah, he says he. I love my son. I, yeah, I do anything for my son. Yeah. Now the wife, by the he yeah. points upstairs. The sperm bank upstairs. <sighs> I'm not too fond of. Her. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, like obviously, like I said before, has some issues with his wife that they didn't address before coming to this haunted hotel. Yeah. <laughs> But which might have made him more susceptible to the paranormal goings on. But um, he, uh, yeah, he, he starts talking about the incident that he had before. Like he said, well, I didn't lay a hand on Danny. You know, I did one time, but it was like three years ago. And, it was an you know, accident. she'll, yeah, it was an accident. She'll never let me live that down. She'll never let me forget. And, you know, I, I didn't mean to, it could happen to anybody. And good old Lloyd's just listening, and he's like, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And then, speaking of devil, in rums Wendy. She's yeah. kind of... Frantic. Hyster ...hysteric. Yeah. Saying, oh, um, there's someone else in here. There's someone here. And he... And Danny saw her. Yes. In room 237. She tried to strangle Danny. We gotta do something. And she has a bat with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack's like, I'll take care of it. Yeah. So he goes and... Uh, goes into... 237. Yes. And, uh... There's a pretty hot-looking lady in the tub. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, uh, attractive naked lady. Yeah. So he's kind of excited about that. Yeah, and, uh, during this also, uh, Danny's having a little bit of, uh, convulsion. Right. He's, uh, I think, I think he's mentally trying to contact... Dick. Uh, Dick. And let yeah. know what's going on. And Dick, he's just sitting there watching the news. He's got some very nice, tasteful, nude... Pictures. Tasteful nudes. He's got some tasteful nudes on his Those wall. Those are some pretty black ladies he's got on his Yeah, nose. really nice, yeah. yeah. And uh, and huge afros. Holy crap. Yeah. It's very artistic. <laughs> That's what I mean by a tasteful it is. nude. Is it it's is. like the poses are awesome and like like I love art. It's one of my one of my favorite passions. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a nice picture. Yeah. And he had two of them and they're just yeah, really nice. I like them. And, yeah, and then we cut back to old uh, Danny just kind of shaking away. He's got a bit of spit coming out of his mouth. Yeah. And we see Jack. He's checking out the uh, the room, 237, and there's this late naked lady in the tub. Yes. And Jack's like, hey, what's going on here? He's got a nice kind of a wolfish <laughs> smile. Do, do, do. Cha, cha, cha. <laughs> and, and she she gets out of the tub, walks up to him, and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, they start to kiss, and he looks in the mirror behind her. And he does not like what he sees. This nice, beautiful, yeah. naked lady is now an old, decrepit, um, like decaying, decaying woman. Yeah. He is naked as well. Yes. 
and she starts laughing and laughing at him and he's he's out he's yeah i'm getting out of here he backs away closes the door locks it and just walks away he's not yes. having any part of that nope 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 no none for him <laughs> <laughs> and so then we cut to Dick, and he's calling somebody because he's obviously been contacted somehow by Dan. He, he knows with something, the something's up. Yeah. So he's trying to you know, warn them, you know, something's wrong. Yes. No answer. Yes. So, um, and then Jack goes back to uh, his room with um, his wife, obviously, with Wendy, and she's like, oh, you know what happened? Did you find something? And I wrote it down. I didn't see one goddamn thing. Nope. So, you know, nice try, Jack. You sure saw something. Yeah, but he he, he, he convinced her that he didn't see a thing, that yeah. probably she was, or Danny was seeing things. And he kind of, again, goes back into attacking Wendy. Yes. It's all her fault. Yes. And uh, he kind of just leaves her a bit of a, a, bit of a state. Yeah. He keeps saying, like, oh, you ruined my life enough. Like, get out of here, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, he... Yeah, I, I put... I put Jack tells Wendy off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just said Jack is snapping. Yeah. And uh, we go to... He's like, fuck this, I'm back to the cold much. room. Yeah. And uh, old Danny, he um, still having his bit of a little psychic convulsion there. He sees red rum yes. on the door and the blood flowing from the elevator. Mm -hmm. So he's got that vision going on now. You betcha. And uh, Jack, he leaves. He's upset. He starts knocking shit off the, oh, the counter, yeah. making a mess, goes back and he has a party. Yeah. Here's some commotion in the ballroom. So he goes back into the golden gold room. Yep. And uh, goes and, you know, finds Lloyd and basically, I'll, I'll have another, uh, some hair of the dog. <laughs> and Lloyd, yep. I love that. Bourbon. He's like, that's my man, Lloyd. That's yeah. what I need. And uh, he goes to give him a 20. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lloyd's like, nope, we don't take that. Yeah. This is from the people upstairs. Yeah. And Jack, you know, he gets a little suspicious. Like, you know, I don't drink from someone without knowing who is it coming from. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lloyd Wilson says, no, you know what? Your money is not good here. You've always been here, Jack. This is, this is, you earn this. This yeah. is deserving for you. Yeah. And Jack's like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. And takes a drink. <laughs> Bottoms and, up. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes and he starts to go wander around and he runs into someone. And uh, he gets this apricot or some some drink spilled on him. Yeah. And uh, the the guy takes him to the bathroom to clean it up. Because mm -hmm. it'll and stain. It'll stain. <laughs> and uh, as as um, he's getting cleaned, he asks her, what? He calls him Jeeves. At yeah. Jeevesy. Hey, Jeevesy. <laughs> uh, what, what's your name? What do I call you, Jeevesy? He's like, oh, my name's uh, Grady. Yeah. Yeah, Grady. And uh, we found earlier that uh, Grady was the guy who killed his wife and, yeah. tw and two daughters. Nineteen um, seventy. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, ten years. Yeah, previous. ten years before. And uh, Jack kind of he kind of clues in a bit. So like that can't be. You're you're the guy who you were the caretaker before. You killed your family. Yeah. And he's like, no, I've I've always been here, and you've always been the caretaker here. Yeah. And uh, they kind of. Have a little chat, and Jack kind of go, kind of gets an idea what's going on, but also he's now being influenced by uh, the the hotel. Yeah. The uh, the malevolence force, really call it that. The yeah. ghosts are now really affecting. Yes. Jack, and he's getting some some bad ideas. In his yes. Life. And um, yeah. Yeah. It basically, um, 
he's trying, um, Grady's trying to, um, um, like, be rude and tell him, you know, like, um, you know, this happened to my wife, you know, and she did this, and my daughter's trying to burn the hotel down, and they just need correcting. Yes. They just need to be corrected. Yeah, I corrected my daughters and had to correct my wife, and I think your wife could use some correcting. Yeah. There, Jack, and Jack's like, I think she could use some correcting. (laughs) (laughs) And I think this is kind of what tips Jack over the, over the edge. Yes. Kind of losing it right now. And all he needed for some, was for somebody almost to say, like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You can murder your wife and kids. That's fine. Yeah. You do you. And then Wendy, she's, she's like, you know, she's kind of talking to herself, kind of planning out how she's going to fix this, you know, contact the ranger. Yes. Or use the, the snow cat. Uh, and if they, and if Jack doesn't want to come with us, we'll leave him here, whatever. Yes. And old Danny comes in and starts shouting red rum. Yeah. And uh, she's like, Danny, what's wrong? What is it? And uh, he's like, Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance. Torrance. And and she's like, what do you mean, Danny? Well, we're right here. Danny's not here right now. Mm-hmm. And this creepy kind of... Oh, and that Tony voice. Tony voice. It was creepy. Yeah. Which is cool. It's it's a good little... It, it's a good separation between um, Tony and uh, Danny. Just the, the voice change and he's yes. his finger. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, and um, so we go back to Jack, who's wandering around. In the previous scene, Dick um, got a hold of the Forest Service people um, on the radio and said, hey, you know, can you contact this hotel? I can't seem to get a hold of them. So in this scene, um, Jack actually hears the Forest Service trying to get a hold of them on the radio that Wendy's left on. And um, when he hears them, he actually starts removing parts. Yeah, it takes it apart and takes like three components out. Yeah. And uh, kind of So laughs. it goes silent. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh-oh. Yep. And uh, Dick kind of, he realizes, you know, shit's going down. Yes. So he hops on a plane and he's yeah. flying out to uh, out find to out himself. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nice of him. That's yeah, nice. good job, Dick. And we've got a bit of a time skip here. Jack's typing away and... Uh, Again, it was just Dick. He's driving through the storm, trying to get to the hotel as fast as he can. Probably yeah. a, good, a good day or so passes here. Yeah. Nothing really happens until uh, Wendy, she kind of tells Daniel, oh, it's been a while. I'm going to go talk to Jack. We're going to yeah. figure things out. She yeah. thinks she can fix this. Yeah. And she goes down, and there's no Jack. But uh, it seems that his, his novel is kind of done. Like, he's written hundreds of pages. Yeah. And she kind of looks at the top and says, no work and no play. And makes Jack a dull boy. Over and over and over. Like, he has hundreds of pages of him. Hundreds of pages. Of just that that line. Oh, it's weird. Yep. And Jack kind of, you'll come around the corner and, uh, you know, what are you doing? And then he kind of, you know, talks about Danny. Yes. Wendy starts, like, she's freaking out. Like, she is not, like, she has a bat with her. She has a bat. For protection. And Jack is just accusing her of this and that. Yep. And, uh. You know, threat, you know, threatening her, you know, I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. I'm just going to bash your fucking brains in. Yeah. And, yes. And it's, it's very, very, um, scary. Like, this is one that really, like, you like, this is the stair scene you talking about. Yes, this she's, is the stair scene I was talking about. Basically, yeah. he stalks her and she's backing up slowly the entire scene. Yeah. Not once does she stop and kind of go, you know, try and defend herself until near the end. Exactly. Where she's doing these really bad swings with baseball bat. She's just kind of like, like almost in baseball when you go to like bunt it sort of. That's kind of what she's doing. 
Yeah, or she's like just kind of like, like she's eh. holding instead of at the end, she's holding it like near the middle. Yes. And doing these really, really bad swings. I think part of the reasoning behind that is because she doesn't really want to hurt him. She just no. wants him to leave her the hell alone. Yeah, she's trying right? to, like she's trying to, you know, ward him away. Yeah. And he's, and he's trying to him and bash your head in. <laughs> he does really funny hand movements, so it's kind of like like clawing the air. Yeah. And it's it's hilarious. He's you know, he telling you, give me the bat. She's like, just no, go away. Give me the bat. Come mm-hmm. on. Hand mm-hmm. it over. And uh, she finally, I don't know how she clonked him in the head with that little swing, but she... Yeah, she, she, she clocks good, him. You know, she gets him a clunk on the head, and he falls on the stairs and uh, hurts his ankle. Yeah. And he kind of uh, is kind of mumbling, kind of comes to, and she's dragging him into the pantry. Yep. Which is good thinking. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a smart. Good, good move. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I would have dragged him into the freezer, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yep, so she gets him in there after she funneled with the lock. She forgets there's a little pin that locks yes. it in. And uh, throws him in, locks it in, and he's, you know, trying to you know, tell her, you know, let me out. I'm feeling much better now. You, yeah. you hit my head pretty hard. I need a doctor. Yeah, I need a doctor. Can we go get a doctor? Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm going to get down here. We're going to take the snow cat. We'll go get out of here. Yeah. We'll bring you some help. Yeah. And he kind of tells her, good luck with that. Yeah, I, good luck with the radio and the snowcat, because I, neither of them are working. I did some stuff to him. You're going to love what I did to that snowcat and radio. You bet. So she runs out to snowcat and sees that he has ripped the distributor cap off, and mm-hmm. it's broken. Yeah. None it's of that. No. So then we flip to 4 p.m. So we're in the same day here, and it's 4 p.m. now. And these, um, when we say, like, Sunday, Saturday, all this kind of stuff, it the screen blacks out, and it's like typewriter ink almost like yeah. white ink on the screen so um we show uh jack is uh sitting in the room having a delicious supper of oreos <laughs> i would too i don't know right? there's like well, I saw some vanilla wafers too and some peanut butter yeah like, who wouldn't want some oreos dipped in peanut butter yeah if you're having a psychotic break brought on by you know paranormal activity i'd say oreos and peanut butter are the way to go yep i agree feel like that's how they should market it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, while he's eating, he uh, hears Mr. Grady, Mr. Delbert Grady on the um, outside talking to him like, hey, look at what happened to you. <laughs> and they, they just kind of have a like creepy sort of talk. Yeah, where uh, Grady's like, you know, we're, we're a little disappointed, Jack. You yeah. thought you, you, you would uh, do better at this. He's like, no, no, give me another chance. I can do it. And like, well, you know, your wife surprised us. She's pretty, uh, she's pretty She's resilient. resilient, yeah. He's like, don't let me out. I'll chop him up. I'll finish him good. Just you let, let give me another chance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the ghosts unlock the door and, uh, Jack gets out and. He's ready. Yep. When we go to a Wendy, she's, thinks that Jack is still locked up. She's getting some sleep. Yeah. And old, uh, Danny walks up to her and with his little finger. Shouting red rum in this very yeah. creepy voice. Red this rum, is, red rum, yeah. red rum. And he gets higher pitched. Yes. And uh, he right, he you know, picks up the knife and uh, gets the lipstick and writes on the door, red rum. Mm-hmm. And Wendy finally wakes up. He's like, what are you doing? You know, what What are you saying? Yes. And she sees in the mirror, the reflection of red rum is murder. Yep. And she's like, oh, uh-huh. this is not good. And then, of course, Jack, we see, um, is trying to axe down the door. Yep. With his with his axe, obviously. And he's like, just, yeah, freaking out. He uh, goes, Wendy, I'm home. <laughs> yep. 
And she grabs uh, Danny and they run into the bathroom, bathroom yeah. and he smashes through the front door and she's trying to push Danny out the uh, window, which yes. luckily there's a big snow drift on the side or yes. else she would have, Danny would not be So it's like a fall. side of a hill, so he just kind of slides down. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not scary going out like a third story window, no. apparently. And uh, we then get one of the most iconic quotes <gasps> yes. ever in cinema history, where he just smashes through the one bit of the door, pokes his head through here's Johnny and uh yeah it's so good it was like what I was waiting for the whole movie and I was not disappointed nope so <laughs> just glad good. I have some contact context behind it now makes yeah. it a little bit more interesting yeah it does so he's you know trying to get through the door obviously and Wendy actually stabs him it looks like in the leg no no in the arm really his arm's trying to get through yeah, because that's what I thought. But then he's limping for the rest of the time. Yeah, but he hurt his uh, ankle. You see, he's from You're his, right. when he rolls down the stairs. You're right. See, that's why I need to watch movies with you because I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. How I the hell did he? Did she just that? <laughs> she like reaches her hand through the thing and stabs him. That doesn't make any sense. Well, okay. yeah, I think he was trying to undo yes, the lock. That makes sense. And she kind of gets a little cut in his arm. He's like, oh. Yeah. And during Crap. this, we hear a snow cat. Yes. And uh, Dick shows up to save the day. Just another instance when Dick saves a day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dick can save the day with the horgas. <sighs> Love it. Yep. And so, uh, Danny, he you know he runs around, goes back into the hotel for some. Yes. It's cold outside. Yeah. Know. And he goes and hides in like one of the little cupboards in the kitchen. Kitchen, yeah. And uh, Jack hears the uh, snow cat, so he goes looking for Dick. Mm-hmm. Dick comes in. He's like, "Hello, anybody here? Hello." Anybody here? And he says it over and over. And uh, Jack kind of gets him by surprise. He swings an axe into his chest. Oh, yeah. Poor Dick. And uh, as Dick dies, uh, poor Danny, he's got the whole kind of shining connection with him. Yes. He experiences the exact same thing and screams, which kind of gives away his uh, where he's hiding. So yep. Jack starts chasing uh, Danny and Danny runs out into the maze. Mm-hmm. And uh, during this, during this little chase scene, Wendy, she kind of gets out of the uh, bedroom and yep. she starts going through the hotel. She is running around frantically looking she, for a child. And she runs into these ghosts in the hotel. Yep. And uh, one is like, one guy's getting a blowjob from some other guy in a costume. It was Lloyd who was getting... Lloyd, Lloyd was getting Yeah, getting some... From a bear yeah. or something. It was a creepy bear. Yeah. It was like a 1920s bear costume. It was... Like, with really weird teeth. Um, She also sees the um, elevator of blood. Yes. Uh, One of the the old, um, well, he's not one of the ghosts, but I think one of the old old people there um, got some blood on his face and his Mm -hmm. his, uh, glass. Like, this is a good party, isn't it? And she just (laughs) freaks out and runs into the other ballroom and there's a bunch of ghosts, or not ghosts, skeletons. Yeah. And it's a bunch of cobwebs and she's just, She's almost having a psychotic break. Yes. Yes. And uh, then you go back to uh, Danny, uh, still running away from Jack, and he's being smart about this. He's yeah. now retracing the steps in the right. snow and kind of ducks off behind one of the hedges and kind of covers his uh, tracks up. Yeah. And Jack, who's trying to chase down Dally, sh- shining out, you know, Danny, Danny boy, <laughs> Danny, and... Jason. <laughs> Jack- <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we mentioned that too. We're like, Jason? 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 
just can't help it. It's when so people cute. shout names, it's just like, even when they think of like Rocky, like the Adrian part, I'm like, Jason! <laughs> Instead of Adrian, I can't. You you wrecked me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Jack, uh, he, he loses. He loses um, Danny's Danny, footprint. Yeah. They, they end up and dis- disappear. And he's kind of going, he can figure it out. Yes. So he kind of keeps going. doesn't go backwards. He just keeps plodding along. Yes. To chase down Danny. Danny, he retraces his steps out, his tracks out. Yep. Meets up with uh, his mom, one knee, they hop in a snow cat, and uh, they take off. Yeah. And you can hear, enough, you see enough Jack. Enough of this. <laughs> and Jack is still, you know, stumbling around trying to find him, shouting, you know, yelling out in, uh, incoherent words. <laughs> I was making, making fun of it while it was not happening. Not making sense. He's just... So that's what I was doing the whole time. <laughs> this is kind of fun. And finally, he kind of he gets himself lost. He kind of yes. just kind of sits down. And uh, we cut to morning, and you see a frozen Jack's face. Just got this weird little look on his face. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah. I didn't like this part. This was one of the parts that I thought um it it I think unintentionally looked comical and obviously because it's been used for memes. Yeah. <laughs> and I just I didn't really enjoy this. I this end part. I, I thought that it could have been um like more graphic almost. And not even more graphic. Like it didn't have to be like it was just, just like it was too funny. Like his eyes are crossed and he's just kind of sitting there with like a oh Well not so much crossed, you're kinda of rolled up. Yeah, it, it was just, I didn't like it. I, I think that they could have done it better to, because this is like the main villain for the last half of the movie, and this is it? Did yeah. we just get like a 10 second scene of him being frozen? Yeah. That's it? I don't know. I was disappointed in that part. Yeah. And then we cut back to uh, the last shot is basically zooming on the uh, pictures of the hotel. Yeah, in the lobby, I yeah, think. Yeah, in the yeah. lobby. And uh, we see um, Jack in the uh, ballroom with all the people that he was with earlier. Yeah. And the date says 1921. And there's him at the front of the picture, just smiling away in his tuxedo. Yeah. And not that's the end of the movie. That's it. And, and as I talked to you about it, because you're, you're like, well, what, what does that mean? I'm like, well, you know, I believe that he was absorbed into the hotel now, like into yes. the malevolent force. He's now part of it. Yes. Because before it had Grady as one of the uh, servers. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd is in there and a bunch yep. of other characters. Yeah. So I believe that if another character was to be caretaker and they're going to basically try and trick him into killing his family, uh, we would see Jack Nicholson's character, Jack, in there as well as either the bartender or the maitre d'. Or so, he would have some role of the hotel's right. you know, ghost force. Do you think Dick would be stuck there too then? No. No? Because he was a victim, so. not a perpetrator? Yes. Interesting. I think if, if they were... But also the, the, the twins were also there as well. So he might be. Follow-up question. Do you think... You've seen the trailer for Dr. Sleep. Yes. Do you think that the little girl in it is related to Dick? Maybe. Because they don't explicitly say... But we don't know the... the um, do you think... Ewan McGregor is Danny? Yes. I believe he is. So these are the things that, because I had never seen The Shining, I was like, man, I hope we watch it before I see Doctor Sleep. <laughs> because these are the things that I'm thinking about as we're watching. It's, but it's a very, it seems very different because it's got these 
uh, psychic hunters. Right. And I'm like, yeah. Well, oh, it seems that's, different. That's kind of out of left field. That does not have any resemblance or connection to The Shining itself. Um, Stephen King was on The View today. Actually, I was talking to my mom about it. And he actually saw Dr. Sleep this last weekend. And he said he, he ha- it has his full blessing. Oh, wow. Yeah, he loved it. Oh, good. So We'll have to check it out. I'm jazzed. We'll, we'll give you guys out. an update when we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was a Shining. That was a Shining. It was great. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. bad. Well, Nick, if it wasn't bad, then what would you rate it? 2.5. Interesting. Two, three. Okay. Um, Give it, just, it to me it, straight. It just didn't do it for me for a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like the best parts is definitely the actors sure. and the actresses. Yeah. Uh, when Duvall, she used more of a goofy kind of ditzy, silly character. Right. Um, like she, she played scared very well. Uh, Jack played crazy with his facials very well. Yes. Um, but... I, I, I'm i sure this is a case where the book is better than the movie. Sure. Uh, I haven't read the That's book yet. That's normally the case. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> but I don't know. It just it didn't have that scary horror feel. The worst, I think the most scariest parts in the movie were, to me, um, Danny yelling red rum. Mm-hmm. And possibly the old scary naked Naked lady. lady. Yeah. It's just, just kind of a very visually Parts. Yes, but I agree. Not, but unlike other horror, it's not a, a graphically scary movie. Okay. Uh, like I said, they focus more on the psychological. Yes. And I can see how it's it gets more in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, as it progresses, you know, right. you can tell well, he's talking to people who aren't there. Those are ghosts. Mm-hmm. Ooh, spooky! And now they try and convince him to to kill his family. Sure. Like psychologically, that's pretty good. Yes. Uh, when he snaps and goes after Wendy. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. That's a scary scene. Right. Um, the way he's chasing Danny. That's a scary scene. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, it's... Didn't do it for you? No. No. I, I can see how it is one of the most well-known horror movies out there. Sure. But due to some scenes and the Here's Johnny, that's iconic. That's, yes. That's, again, one of the most iconic quotes in movie history. Absolutely. But take that away... What do you have left? Not much. Mm-hmm. A, a, a slow-paced movie with one kill. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's that's Stephen King style. It absolutely, he goes more is. to the psychology than actual uh, physical horror. Right. But right. Uh, it's not it's not terrible. Yeah. It's not a bad movie whatsoever. Right. Um, but it just of all the movies I've seen, it's not up there very far. Interesting. Well, I, like, this movie is right up my alley. I would probably give it a four, actually. I know. I know those wide eyes over there. Wow. That's, <laughs> I, that's great. I'm glad you loved it. I loved this movie. Awesome. I My favorite movie of all time is um, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Ooh, I like right? that one, too. Which is another one that I would put in this category of the psychological thriller. They're my favorite kind of movies. Um, okay, I'm just going to stop you here. I'm going to throw a comparison then between The Shining and Sons of the Lambs. Yeah. With Sons of the Lambs, you have a good, um, they, they bring in the psychological. Yep. And then they show you. Yep. Right. Whereas with Shining, they don't back it up. They sure. bring in the psychological. Yep. They get you all kind of, you know, worried, you know, there's, there's ghosts in this house. There's yep. little girls. There's a scary naked old woman. Yep. But nothing else really happens. Right. There's no 
payoff. I agree. Except, I, except for, for Dick and getting axed in the end. I think that they were used as tools to lead up to the payoff of Jack being batshit. And yes, the, yes. this um, this is why I liked it, like I already talked about. I appreciate that it was a real thing. Like, it, it could really happen to me. I think that's part of it where I lose it. Um, like, last week with The Grudge, when we before we watched Candyman, I lose that part of, like, oh, this could happen. You know, this could happen to me. That's actually scary. Like, yeah. when I'm walking down the street, somebody could literally throw an axe at me and I would be dicked in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I won't be attacked by bees. I won't get a make out with a cute black guy with bees in my mouth. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, it won't happen. Ew. <laughs> right. It's bees. not possible. Yeah. <laughs> no, bees? it's not. <laughs> right. So I think that that's because, like I mentioned before, of the, like, my imagination takes over. That's where it gets me. And that scares me is the psychological part of it. And that's why I really liked it. I like those slow burn movies. And then at the end, it's like, like once we get to the stair scene, everything from there to the end is oh, creepy. I oh, I agree. From, it's from, terrifying. Even from when he's going into room 237. Yes. To the end. Yeah. That's when this movie really shines. Amps up. But no, it, that's where it really gets good. That's yeah. when it starts to pay off all the, the lead up. You bet. Uh, but up to it is kind of, it's very shortcuts, which is very, it's, it's, you don't see it very often. Yeah. Usually it's a lot of long scenes. This is more, this happens, and then this happens, and mm -hmm. then this happens. And I and agree that and you could have cut out probably the car ride up there where he talks about the Donner party. I don't think, I thought, ooh, well this might add in later. Yep. It didn't, didn't pay off to anything. Um, some of the scenes where she's cooking, I think you could have put some of the the exposition about like the snowstorm and that kind of stuff. He talks da about Danny having deja vu. Riding on his big wheel bike. Yeah, you could some of the scenes could have been cut to make it a shorter movie. And I think they did that pacing on purpose. Yeah. For a bigger payoff at the end. That like, I, you know, you kind that, of yeah. get lulled into a false sense of security. Yep. And then they're like, JK, shit's fucked up. Burn. <laughs> enjoy and that's what i liked about it yeah i really i would definitely buy it and watch it again well you're in luck i own it so you can watch it anytime <laughs> you want oh and ichabod she had a kill of the flick but she only had one to choose from unfortunately so that's yeah. all she got and of course that kill of the flick is um dicks by default because he took that axe to the chest pretty took good. Took that axe to the chest, yeah. And that was like, for for a kill like that, it was pretty gruesome. There was a bit of blood. You see as a good close-up of the axe in the chest. Very, yep. And then we see, we get the after-death shot, so, um, which is gross, and he's just lying there in a big old pool of blood. Yeah, and we forgot to mention, Wendy kind of stumbles across during her yes. little run away from the ghosts. Yep. Yeah, and... Um, so she, yeah, she gets to see it in all of his bloody dick gory, <laughs> glory. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's, that's basically The Shining in a nutshell, I think. Yep. Hooray. Not a terrible movie. No, not, bad not at, all. at all. But, yeah. So, uh, next week, we're going to go with another Stephen King movie. Woohoo. Maximum Overdrive. This is a much different movie than this one. Yeah. So we can get, you can get a good feel. Like I said, you know, this is more psychological. Maximum Drive is a lot more physical. 
Okay, interesting. Horror. Yeah, I don't. I have not seen many Stephen King movies, so I think um, we actually have a few in the lineup up to the end of the year, which is awesome, and even yep. farther than that. Because that's just like, we asked for um, recommendations on Facebook and Instagram and whatnot, and um, that's what people want is Stephen King, because that's what they know. Yep. So I'm in. I'm in too. 100%. So yeah, so next week, Maximum Overdrive, a nice uh, spooky movie with uh, killer machines. Yeah. Also, um, shout out to my mom for recommending this movie. This was her recommendation. Yeah. Thanks, Lori. Well done. You did great. This is a good one. Yeah. You didn't. You don't even watch horror movies and you picked this one, so that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Coming from the woman who uh, got scared from Planet of the Apes back in the theaters and had yeah. to leave. With she, my mom. Um, you know, my, she did. My mom pulled her, you know, she was, you have to come watch this with me. And yep. Lori couldn't stick through nope. it. Nope. She had to walk home. She had to. <laughs> I think my mom stuck around with it. I she did. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's my mom. I, of course. I, that's where I got my horror movies from. So. Right? <laughs> oh, gosh. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. This episode was brought to you, as always, by our executive producer, Ichabod. We hope you enjoyed your orgasm as much as we did, as usual. Please don't forget to rate, download, and subscribe. Also, like and follow us on Facebook at Horgasm Podcast, Instagram at Horgasm, and Twitter at Gasm Horror. If you have a movie you'd like us to review, this is the best way to let us know. We hope to see you again next week because we have such sights to show you. Plenty of orgasms for you to experience. Bye! Bye!